It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now. Welcome to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanisha. We want to say thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first list of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure, make sure, make sure, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate that in advance because at the end of the day, you don't want to hide greatness because that's just what we don't do on this show. So, you know, hey, go and spread the word. Let everybody know what we got going on over here. And if you don't know what we got going on, you can check us out on other platforms as well. Roku, on your fire stick. We're there, right there for you. We're right in your living room. We're on your, on your mobile device. We're on your laptop. So you can't run from us. So embrace it. Embrace what we got going over here on ATL Day 1s, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. We got a lot of good stuff on board for today, T. You know, when you think about it, it seems like Marcus Mariota out here hating on his teammate. We'll, we'll determine whether or not they may be a little extreme. Um, and there is some hating going on with the rankings, ESPN, Trey Young. We know how national media gets when it comes to Atlanta Hawks. We'll discuss that. And last but not least, and for the culture, T, Ime Odoka. Bruh. Like, Come on, bro. That's all I've got. We'll talk about that. But first, T, Marcus Mariota, you know, out there on the West Coast, you know, he's at home. He's comfortable and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, he was talking about Kyle Pitts. Obviously, that's been the hot topic uh, of this week about him getting targets, whether he's the primary receiver or primary option or the first option in this particular play call. Arthur Smith is answering questions all week, right? So, you know, when you sent me this clip, you know, it got me, my mind a little churning a little bit. You know, you can maybe tell me if I'm a little bit off, but we'll play it for the people. Is Marcus Mariota hating on, on, on Kyle Pitts? Constantly we're doing what we can, and, you know, sometimes just the ball goes the other way. And with that being said, you know, the depending on the week, uh, I think as he continues to grow, I think the ball will find him. The ball, as he as he continues to grow, the ball will find him. Uh, uh, wait a minute, this is a pro bowler. 
a pro bowler Marcus Mariota. I don't think I've I don't think I've heard Marcus Mariota's name in the same sense pro bowler. And if I have, it would have been one time. But at the end of the day, we're talking about a historic rookie season for Kyle Pitts. So what growth are you referencing there? This is a guy who went in the offseason and pretty much had two things he was working on, his blocking and his route running. Mm-hmm. The end. So yeah. when we're looking at it, we're seeing balls that are shorted, not just to KP, but balls that are shorted to receivers. And when you think about it, if or overthrown. Yeah, we've right. definitely seen over- that. Now, that's another one, Jarvis. Yes, yeah. yes. And Overthrow over- six five receivers is not good. Sorry. Exactly. So it's <laughs> right because everybody else would, you know, when I think about Matt Ryan, for example, when he knew he had that six six guy, he would throw it up to, hey, go get it, but not over him, like go go two yards and go get it. No, just up here and go get it. Because I know even if there are two defenders on you, I trust that you can get up there and get the ball. And see, that's another little sneak point. If the word has been coming out, whether you know it's Mariota or maybe Arthur Smith, and I get it, you still got to rock with your quarterback and your quarterback still has to make sure that he's saying the right things. Right. But the bottom line is this, you can't really blame it on double teams because George Kittle gets double teamed all the time. Travis Kelsey gets double teamed all the time, just kind of naming some of the you know more uh, prominent tight ends, if you will, and they find their way out of it. And I feel like Kyle Pitts has grown and matured already to be able to do that if the ball was thrown where it needed to be thrown. So if you're saying that this is a, a product of him growing and the ball will find him, well, 13 of 27 plays, Jarvis, were designed for KP. And yet... Mm. He only had two catches in both games. So is that really a KP growing issue or is that a challenge in that the person who was throwing to him last year that got him to the Pro Bowl is no longer under center? You know what, T, we're not talking about Desmond Ritter. Last time I checked, we ain't talking about a rookie quarterback. We're talking about a dude who's been in the NFL for seven years. And, you know, in my uh, recent film study, there were some opportunities for Marcus Mariota to get pitched to football. That's like right. whether or not he was the the primary primary or or you know or not. You know what I'm saying? So so mm-hmm. those some of the things that like he doesn't have to be the primary receiver or primary target on right. a play to get the rock. Like because at the end of the day, quarterbacks go through progressions. Progression. And and we talked about this on this show. Marcus Mariota doesn't really do that. He locks in on guys. And I've and I'm looking at the film and going back into that Jalen Ramsey pick. Yes. Like, he had his eyes on Brian Edwards for the entire time. He was locked in. And what? And, and they were in a, a 3D, 3D coverage. And, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey had that deep third, right, on the outside. So, if I see Kyle – if Kyle Pitts is running the wheel route to that, that deep third, yes. it's got to be a reason why he ended up picking up the football. It's yeah. because the quarterback's eyes drew him that way. So right. all of those things that, you know, we just talked about, right, and add in the fact that you're saying what somebody needs to do in order to grow, like, I'm not saying dude is, is against criticism or, or yeah. you know, constructive criticism, excuse me, sure. but, like, it's very clear what's going on here. Like, that's not act, let's keep the main thing the main thing. Like, yeah. dude, you need to figure out a way to get the man to rock primary target you know first read or whatever like mm-hmm. regardless of any of that you need to figure out a way to get that man to rock because the dude is a playmaker and 
we got a dude that you know that was drafted in 2008 last year mm-hmm. that was able to figure it out with no other options at receiver yeah. essentially so let's yes. and, and we know drake london is out here this year so with mm-hmm. with left less options matt ryan figured out a way to get him to rock we weren't even talking about primary targets last year so yeah, yeah i think marcus might need to chill bro but yeah. but t i think one of the things that we ha- also have to talk about is the braves um yeah. they they lose to the um washington nationals in a day game which they have struggled for the entire season i don't think no one has tried to figure that out you know stats baseball has stats for everything there right. isn't a stat to explain why the braves <laughs> don't play well at the, the at businessman businessman specials like we don't we just can't figure that bad boy out they lose three to two and i think the main reason why that's the case is because not because of Bryce Elder, because, you know, it went five and a third, you know, and only gave up one run. But right, right. In, 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 you know, in the eighth inning, when Michael Harris, Michael Harris doing Michael Harris things, yes, uh, yes. The, the, hit, the, hit, he had the single and Austin Riley was coming around third base. Wash was waving him in and then he kind of paused at a second. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, that aggressive base, stop, I mean, um, base running kind of mm-hmm. bit the, the braids in the behind because at the end of the day, I understand being aggressive, but yeah. if you got Austin Riley coming around that corner and he looked like he wasn't going to beat that throw. Right. I think his uh, uh, Wash's uh, second thought should have been his first thought if, yeah. if, if, if by me look from what I saw. Yeah, and that's one of those things where there's enough blame to kind of go around. Because yes, it is. Because Jesse Chavez the bed by giving away a two-run home run in the eighth inning, so there's that. Yes. And then, like you said, there was an opportunity, Michael Harris II, put you in position because that was a deep single, right? Yes. So clearly somebody possibly could have gotten home, but I don't know that Austin Riley would have been that person. You might have wanted to leave him where he was. Now, William Contreras was in that position already. Sure. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's a guy you wave home. I'm not sure you wave Austin Riley home. And that's clearly uncle Ronnie realized that a split second later, like, uh, maybe that's not the way to go in that situation. But what it brought to mind for me was this. We are now down to 13 games left in the regular season. And everyone keeps saying, oh, Braves, they're going to be all good. They're going to be, and maybe they will. Maybe they will end up getting a fifth straight division crown. But when we see these miscues, these are the types of miscues that will get you either a wild card spot or they will make, they will toss, get you tossed out of the postseason earlier than you wanted to because the other team is over there executing well. So we, ch- we chuckled the last couple of weeks about the Mets metting again. Well, now mm-hmm. they're back up trending. Now they're there. They are on a six, seven game win streak and you're heading up to Queens. So those little miscues, whether that's at your third base coach or whether that is what Jesse Chavez did, or as we talked about before, like Matt Olson going up and down, up and down and, you know, having some defensive miscues yesterday. And we also talked about the order. Sure. Matt Olson, you made a comment a couple nights ago that man, when the whole order comes together, you guys are going to be lethal. But how many games have we seen? top to bottom of the order that it's working across not just the game Jarvis but across an entire series so I just feel like yeah you guys had a conversation Brian Snicker said Tuesday they had a conversation about face running so why did we then see that just 24 hours later those are the kind of things that concern me or whether or not you were already packed up on Delta Airlines on your Delta flight to Philly when you really needed to close out on the Nets thinking oh it's just the net the Nets well guess what and that's cost you a game and it cost you the ability to at least tie 
the Mets in uh, the division once they crafted, uh, got shut out by the, the Brewers. So that's what concerns me, those little pieces as you get to the final stretch and whether or not you'll really be able to close the deal. And, and that's what you look for with, you know, the Braves. You know, you want them to be able to close out series and win yeah. games when it's, the sun is out, you know, and they just haven't been able to do that. So hopefully – as we move forward, this won't continue as a trend because, like I said, there we gave we laid out some some things that were have been, you know, very concerning. So um, we'll we'll definitely keep an eye on it as the Braves get ready to take on the Phillies. Now, coming up next, Trey Young, ESPN. We know how this marriage has been in the past. We'll talk about the rankings, whether it's too high, too low. Or too slow. I know that don't make sense, but we're going to figure it out next. But before we do that, T, got to talk about our folks at betonline.net. And if you're thinking about, you know, as the Hawks get ready and get amped up for the training camp and, and get ready for the first regular season game in mid-October mm-hmm. uh, against the Houston Rockets, this is something that you have to keep an eye on, right? You want to try yeah. to win some money because, you know, you know, you can win some big money on this NBA. You know, 82 games, right. they get ready, they can do their thing. So go to betonline.net because this is, you know, the, you know, continues to be the top online source for all sports wagering information for live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. You know, you're talking about podcasts, you got to check us out for information about Atlanta sports. Go ahead and check out betonline.net. For all of the bet sports betting and information that you'll need. So here's what you do. Head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today because bet online is where the game starts. Yes. And the game starts and ends right here in the A with Trey Young. So it's still kind of sort of list season, right? So we can keep, yes. we, especially as we're leading up to training camp, which of course starts for the Hawks Monday. So yesterday we kind of reacted to the CBS list and particularly kind of drilled down on where Trey Young fell. And we felt for the most part, he was right where he needed to be right around uh, that yeah. 14 mark, Fair. right? Yeah. yeah cause you've got John Morant sandwiching on one side, and then you've got uh, Damian Lillard on the other. Now with this list, uh, ESPN released yesterday, and we are sure there will be at least another two or three before <laughs> before uh, even training camp starts. They have Trey Young ranked at number 16. And it's interesting because yesterday's list was kind of all over the place, and they acknowledged it. They said they had six voters, and not one of them came up with the exact, exact, same, exact same list. But here, it doesn't kind of give you the same criteria. Right? right. So it tells you there's one huge question for that player and that team. And then it might give you in most instances. And I'll read this one to you. It literally will tell you Jarvis like a, squ- a swing skill, so to speak, if they're speaking of, you know, a three or a four like Jimmy Butler. But when they're speaking of Trey at the point position, he did move up a notch. They had him at 17 last year. They have him at 16 this year. But they're Mm -hmm. saying the funny thing is they're talking about a game to watch when it comes to him and what the huge question is. So I'll give you those two and let's let's hear your thoughts on it. They're thinking that the biggest game of the year is December 7th at New York, because, of course, Trey loves to play in the garden. And that's where he's going to do his thing and just really, really shine. Plus, he missed that game last year on Christmas Day because, of course, the health and safety protocols with COVID. And so we want to see if that's going to be the game where he just breaks out. And I thought about it. I said, actually, that might not be a bad guess because by then he and DeJounte Murray would have really, really gelled because they would have had almost two months to kind of 
uh, get the, that backcourt together and get their rhythm and flow together. And speaking of that, Jarvis, that's what that was the huge question. How will DeJounte Murray's presence help or impact what Trey Young's able to do? I think it's going to have a big impact, and I think that is potentially could be one of the better backcourts in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. I said that. I'm yeah. going to go ahead and I'll lay it out on the line. I don't mind. Y'all come at me if, if you want. I don't care because that's one of the things that we we said that you know that the Hawks needed. So what did what did we say? Okay, what did we say coming in that the Hawks needed going into the offseason? They mm -hmm. needed somebody that can have, have a off ball, somebody who can um help Trey play off ball, and mm -hmm. you know. Obviously, that person needs to be able to handle the rock. DeJounte yeah. Murray, check. You can do that. You know, and then they talk about somebody who can be a better defender to kind of help with mm -hmm. Trey, you know, and his defense, uh, defensive deficiencies. Check. <laughs> um, DeJounte yeah. Murray is one of the better uh, wing defenders in the entire NBA. Yeah, so and – I, and I think that from a scoring standpoint, when mm -hmm. Trey's not in the game – he feels yes. that void as well. So as a distributor mm -hmm. and making sure everybody gets the rock and maybe running the pick and roll with John Collins or, or Clint Capella, who, whoever, or Yucca Okongwu, who I always forget. And I'm, I'm glad I'm happy to pat myself on the back. Did I, did I mention it? <laughs> right. Double O. So, 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 so when, when you, when I, all those names I just mentioned, now we're talking mm -hmm. about a team that's pretty doggone deep. Cause when you have yes. Bogdan, yeah. Bogdanovich, a guy who's, Slated to come off the bench, you know he gets named in the, named in, getting the rankings as well. So these mm -hmm. like the Hawks are not a team that doesn't need to be talked about. And, and I think that when you have all these pieces surrounding Trey Young, and we already know what he can do when he has to do it mostly himself. Mm -hmm. But when he has a guy like Dejounte coming into the equation, I think that mm -hmm. we're gonna see some things that we haven't seen with this team before. And I think that, you know, I think everybody's game gonna get is gonna get elevated a little bit or benefit from DeJounte Murray and Trey mm -hmm. Young. And a guy that needs that needs that help, mm -hmm. DeAndre Hunter. Yes. If 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 he comes close to what we've seen consistently, like I'm not even talking about the the max. I'm talking about against the Miami Heat. We don't right. have to see that. If we can right. get to at least get close to what we saw in that Miami Heat game in the playoffs, mm -hmm. like the Hawks are going to be super uber dangerous. Yes, yes. And we have seen enough from the Hawks, enough from the Celtics, enough from the Heat to know that it is important to have an actual point guard. It is right. important to have a pure point guard because at some point, the inability to have a ball handler is going to show, for lack of a better term, it's going to rear his ugly head. So yes, to be indeed. able to have two ball handlers and then someone like DeJounte who's excited about defense, whew, I'm excited about that. And I do believe that also Trey Young has taken the challenge, so to speak, about the criticism about not being able to play off the ball. So I believe that he has been working on that skill this summer and we're going to see some positive things there. And also, Jarvis, yesterday we talked about the fact that when you look at the players who were kind of surrounding him in the rankings, which... CBS Sports gave us the entire hundred right out of the gate, right? right, right. ESPN mm -hmm. gives you every ten, so right now we're only able to react to right. We're only able to react to eleven through twenty, and within that space, with Trey being sixteen, you also saw Damian Lillard just ahead of him, John Morant just ahead of him, and James Harden as well. That was what we saw yesterday. So I feel like this list is still very much accurate in terms of where he falls in the pantheon, and him even having 
of ranking higher than what they ranked him last year. But I believe that when we get to the end of this season, I would not be surprised if we're having a conversation about him being in everybody's top 10 list of 100 players in the NBA. And speaking of top 10, whether it's top 10, top five, or number one, Coffee AM, that's who they are. Right here in our backyards in the Atlanta metro area. So today, another one of those rough and tumble traffic days in Atlanta. So you know it. If you wake up and you have breath in your lungs, that also probably means they've got traffic on the streets here in Atlanta. Need yes. coffee. Yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna need it. Gonna need something that is as fresh as the day you order it, because literally you order it and that's when they're literally churning away and getting it to you. So same day, close to it, that's when it's being roasted. It's current crop, it's specialty grade. Jarvis tells you all the time about some of the great coffees that he's tried around the world, uh, from around the world, and he even enjoys the K-Cup immensely. So if you're asking how you can get your hands on this, let me tell you, it's really simple. Coffeeam.com backslash locked on. You can go there today, of course, after you finish checking out our show and you can let us know. Why don't you tell us in the comments? You tell us about some of our sports topics. Tell us how you like Coffee AM and we can tell that to our partners at Coffee AM because we think you'll give them a five-star review as well. So again, go there and on your first order of coffeeam.com slash locked on, you'll get 15% off. And why not support a great local business? Coffeeam.com backslash locked on for your 15% off for the best small batch roaster in the country. Yes, go ahead and check that bad boy out because, you know, I get my day started each and every day. And we thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show because, no, oh, hey, this is ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and Tanitra. We are running, 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 sprinting towards 4,000 subscribers. Really appreciate you guys for liking and subscribing to our show. If you have not done that and you're listening to us or watching us on Roku or Amazon Fire, yes, we are on those platforms, you know, Go ahead and do that. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and drop us a comment on, on wherever you download your podcast. You know, five star reviews. That's all we that's all we that's all we're worth. You know, that's what we ask and that's what we're worth. But T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture. Sometimes whatever we want to talk about, because that's just how we get down. Today is no different, T. Because, you know, I get up early in the morning and uh I got up a little bit more a little bit more early if that's uh the king's english um earlier. <laughs> early i got up earlier yeah but that'll work <laughs> i got up earlier this morning and i was scrolling through my twitter timeline cause you know how it is when you can't sleep and i came across this story uh Woj had a little breaking news and had the nice little you know uh template and everything a picture going across the line and i saw a picture of Ime udoka and i was just like all right what's going on here and uh apparently Ime Doku is likely facing a suspension for the entire 2022-23 season for his role in a consensual relationship with a female staff member, sources tell ESPN. Former announcement is expected as soon as today. Now, T, um, as a, you know, more reports start coming out, we started to figure out that it was a female staffer um, that, you know, he was dealing with or had these dealings with, and it, it got to be a pretty big deal if you're talking about he's facing a year-long suspension yeah Ooh, i don't know t like what are your initial thoughts when we, when we when we came across this story well let's take a step back because i got the notification from woge last night 
right before I went to sleep. And mm -hmm. when I saw specific words that said it would be basically disciplinary action for inappropriate conduct, I'm like, that ninja doing something on Neil <laughs> Like, yeah. First thing came to mind, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Like, like you cheating on your wife. Like, exactly. Yeah, like, I totally never, right. And some of my colleagues at my other job were like, oh, wow. I wonder if maybe there was some tampering when they were trying to recruit a player. Oh, I never thought that. <laughs> what? Ever. I knew right. exactly what it was. And just like that, <laughs> the, inter the internets and Black mm -hmm. Twitter made sure Undefeated. we knew who was creeping with Neil Long's husband because that's how we look at him. I mean, you're email joking. I mean, you're solid coach and all that, but really, the culture looks at you like you're Neil Long's husband. And who? And of course, that that was the next question from everybody. Who in the heck cheats on our girl Neil Long? Like, right? Exactly. You. She is Neil Long. Did you not see her go off in the Touch the Sky video for Kanye West? She told you who she was. Right. And now you want to bring that Nia back out? I mean, yeah. man. But, but, you know, and of course, what I do want to say is this, um, and this is just me being honest, a couple things. First of all, let, let's just give Nia her space because mm -hmm. this may be, I'm sure this is something that she already knew about because I'm sure he had to break the news to her before right. Woj broke it to the world. But now she's mm -hmm. having to relive this all over again from the moment that she found out. So right. let's give her her space on how she needs to figure out how to manage her family going forward because they do have a child together. And by the way, they're common law. They're not uh, legally married, but they're, right. they're common law. They've been together forever. Partnership. He has raised her child since he was pretty much a toddler. So right. that has been a family unit for quite some time. And we respect whatever decision it is that she makes with her life. That's part one. Part two is go after the right person because I find it very interesting that Twitter has gone after the alleged other woman and shown different pictures of her and kind of dug into who she is. She's not in the union with Nia Long. She wasn't in a common law marriage with Nia Long. Ime Udoka was. He is the one who made the decision to break that covenant. So I just wanted to say that because that has nothing to do with sports. That has everything to do with how we are quick to vilify the woman in the situation. She, she, she's not married to Nia Long. She, she doesn't have kids with Nia Long. That was his choice that he made to sacrifice or sabotage his family, so his personal and his professional. And so I'm looking at him like, and you know, I used to pass him in the halls working with the Hawks when you know the Celtics were visiting, and you right. know, just seemed like his demeanor just seemed like a stand-up guy, if you will. Right. And I'm pretty sure I probably passed her as well and had no clue what in the world was going on just down the hallway at the visitors' locker room. Man, oh. and, and if you think about it, the Celtics were already a clusterfuffle on the court trying to figure out how in the heck they could make the Tatum-Brown tandem work. Now you're adding this onto a team that many people thought was like the heir apparent contender to really get back, uh, get to the finals next season. Hmm. Very, very yeah. interesting that you would sacrifice all of that for what? Yeah, for what? And indeed, and, and then we talk about, you know, victims in this particular case, right? You know, let's let's talk about this. And this is literally just came down not too long ago. I got Mark Spears of ESPN and he just tweeted out that, you know, for those speculating and curious about the Celtic situation, vice president of player development or organizational growth 
Mm-hmm. Allison Feaster is not involved in it because a, a lot of her pictures are start um, um, circulating around on Twitter, and mm-hmm. people are saying like, you know, that some of that vitriol start going towards her way. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to back up because Mark Spears is probably the, one of the more credible guys yes. um, that I've met through one of the more credible guys that I ever know, and that's our mm-hmm. guy Arthur Trish. So, yes. oh, I think that. You know, this is something that, you know, as more information comes out, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be something that, you know, we definitely going to have to keep an eye on. But mm-hmm. I think people not just need to fall back a little bit, you know, calm yeah. down, you know, and let's figure this thing out. Because, you know, just think about it. Think about the magnitude of this. Right. You, yeah. know, you got a guy in his first year as a head coach, take a team to the NBA finals who haven't been haven't been there since 2010. Yes. They haven't been to the finals. And. You know, you get into a situation where you're facing a year-long suspension, like, yeah, it has to be something big. Like, it has to yeah. be just bigger than uh, messing around with a female employee. You mm-hmm. know, you're talking about acts maybe being performed where they aren't supposed well, to there, be performed. Yeah. Yes, you know, they're yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah. There was some something more to this. Yes, yeah, there's a super... Yeah. Super uber violation, and I think that you know the Celtics are going to have to figure out whether or not they're willing to deal with all this tea. And yeah. I think that that's something that we're going to continue to walk with and, and find out and figure out. And then when those those details run out, we'll definitely mm-hmm. be talking about them right here on ATL Day Ones. T. Yeah, because we have to. I mean, that is legitimately a team that the Hawks were competitive with last year. And I suspect that that would have been one of their main competitors for them, like the road back to the Eastern Conference Finals. So you're looking at that team and you're looking at that organization and how this is going to impact them. And yes, we understand that they'll have an interim coach in place, someone who's been with the team and with the organization who's familiar with the players. We get that. But these are those types of quirky situations, just like we're seeing coming out of Phoenix, right? And how is that going to impact the Suns? That's a team that has had some implosions and have not been able to get over the hump to get to the NBA Finals. It'll be interesting to see, to your point, the trickle-down effect of just how many people this impacts. Because for the organization to be considering a year-long suspension, there I feel like there are going to be more names that are going to come out, people who are complicit in mm-hmm. this situation. Who cooperated. And, yeah. <clears throat> Yep. That's why I said complicit in the the situation. (laughs) And, you know, they literally there. I I feel like heads will roll. But another thing that will make heads roll, at least here on ATL Day Ones, is if the Braves take an L in Philly tonight. They are on the road, back on the road for a seven game road trip that starts in Philly and ends in the district. So we will be following that. We hope that Max Free can pull this thing out against Ranger Suarez tonight. And of course, tomorrow, what else are we going to talk about but Falcons? The Falcons are going to try to put Big preview. the first dub of the year. So, yes, we are going to preview and talk Falcons tomorrow and anything else that comes up in the Atlanta sports world. We got you covered, but not just us. Of course, A to Z with Mark Zeno has you covered as well. So you guys take care. And as always, think before you act, because there could be some consequences that you can't come back from. We'll see you tomorrow. Y'all come back now, you hear? Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.